When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I am Bunny Michael, and you're listening to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. How are y'all doing? How was your week? I hope it was sweet. I hope you had some good times. I hope that you took care of yourself. Before we start on the questions, I wanted to share a little bit about something that I've been thinking about this week. I was listening to a talk given by Tara Brock. For those of you that don't know, she's a Buddhist meditation teacher um, and she has an amazing podcast. So you should check that out if you get a chance. And she was talking about this concept of spiritual reparenting. And it was basically saying that the spiritual journey is giving ourselves the love that we feel we are lacking or that we were denied either by the circumstances we grew up in or on a societal or cultural level when we were othered in our society and therefore denied a feeling of belonging or feeling of love. And that is how I see the path of higher self. I see higher self as the eternal love that we are all held in and that we've always been held in and that is always accessible. And I was journaling about this and I asked myself, if there is one thing my higher self could say to me that I wished my parents would have said to me, what would it be? And for me, it came to me and it was, I love you just how you are. And so I just said it, you know, I just said it to myself. I love you just how you are. And the moment those words left my mouth, I just, I just teared up with just this feeling of relief um, and, and the acknowledgement that, that I could give that to myself. I mean, we all have wounds and trauma. We all have feelings of insecurity and doubt, but we all also have the capacity to love and accept ourselves and give ourselves the tenderness and care that we feel like we've always been longing for. In fact, that love and care has always been within us because that is our true self. That is our higher self. Our higher selves know that we're whole and perfect because that's how we were made. No one is a mistake. No one is wrong. So if there was something, a word or phrase that you wish your caregivers or parents had said to you growing up, what would that be? And can you write it down and tell it to yourselves this week? Can you give it to yourself? Within all of us is an unlimited source of love. We're all plugged in to the eternal source of all creation. Our higher selves is the part that is aware of that truth. We lack for nothing. Everything we need is within us. So be generous. Don't hold back. All right? And just another reminder that um, if you have been sending in questions to the podcast, 
You should also be subscribing to the Patreon at, at patreon.com forward slash XO higher self because some of those questions are also on our bonus episodes. So I just want to remind people that the bonus episodes come out every other week, every other Friday. Be sure to subscribe. It's a, a little as a dollar a month will get you access to those bonus episodes. And especially if you're someone that's been sending in in questions because I answer questions just like on the regular episodes on the bonus episodes. They're just as long. Okay, so I just wanted to remind you all of that. Let's get to this week's questions. Hello, Bunny. I want to start by saying thank you for all that you do and the inspirations that you give. And then I want to get right to my question. Um, so I've had quite a hard year, as has a lot of people. Um, I was in my first loving relationship. It was my first true love Um and we actually split up in August of 2020 after about a year of just not connecting. And actually him, what was triggering for me in that relationship was that he closed in and he closed me out. And he actually ended up not um, being intimate with me for a year before. You know, I loved him so much and he probably loved me too. And that's why we didn't want to give up, even though there were a lot of signs that we should have moved on anyway. That is like where the, the background from also a situation that was very traumatic for me, even though it was you know, my fault. Or The thing is, in October of 2020, I was at a party and I had been in this, you know, deteriorating relationship for a year and I basically become pretty passive aggressive towards my friends and been drinking too much and you know I didn't really notice because I was so obsessed with the relationship and and then there was this birthday party for one of my absolute best friends uh, I've been having for you know for many years and I got so very very <laughs> drunk I don't remember anything but I've been told that I was basically over the line. So I didn't, um, like, me to anyone or, you know, do anything, like, uncomfortably sexual or something like that. But I was, you know, talking about thing, other per people's private, you know, issues with them and openly and just asking them while there were other people around and making people really uncomfortable and a little bit sad, and I actually made like a really mean comment to someone that I don't mean and that I'm so, so shameful. And I've, I've and I've, you know, said my, my sorries and everything. And yeah, after that, I realized I had a addiction to alcohol and I got help uh, for that. Uh, and I, it triggered um, an intervention from my friends uh, who told me everything that I had done, which I had no recollection of. And well, the thing is, they said they were going to be there for me, but they actually, some of them stopped wanting to be my friends because I was, yeah, too much. And this was very traumatic for me. Um, also because I know it's my fault. I know I did something very wrong. I was a bad friend. And I'm just, it's been six months. I returned like my life around. I'm in such another place, but I feel so abandoned and I'm very like safe now I meditate I've 
got help, I don't drink, I everything's going well in school, but I'm also quite isolated and I, I'm having a hard time to actually let people in and to take the leap of faith that maybe I can meet someone new, I can meet new friends, I can, you know, I'm still worthy and because there is just so, so much shame and I keep reliving this shame, even though, even as I say it, I know it's not the worst thing in the world what I've done, but I feel, yeah, I just feel so shameful and I want to forgive myself and I want to forgive my friends for not being able to be there for me and realize that this was probably the only path that I could take to actually learn these things, but I just don't know how to forgive myself and move forward and open up to new relationships because I keep closing in. Yeah, so if you could give me any advice, I would I would really love it. Thank you. You turned to alcohol as a way to cope. That is totally understandable. You were hurting and you were trying to soothe that hurt. Can you see that even though it wasn't a healthy way of coping, it was an attempt at taking care of yourself? It was an attempt at loving yourself? We all need ways to soothe because life is hard. Relationships are hard. Our childhood trauma is hard. The news is hard. Fuck, our PMS is hard. And as we go along our path of self-realization and building awareness, we begin to understand how to soothe ourselves in ways that actually don't create more harm. And that lesson happened for you in a very difficult way. It was hard, but it's not uncommon. Alcohol lowers your consciousness. It lowers everyone's consciousness. So rather than transcending our pain by raising our consciousness through love and compassion, When we drink, we numb it by lowering our consciousness, which only makes it heavier and more harmful because then we attach it to shame and guilt. No one should feel ashamed of having a hard time, of struggling. And I know right now you think some of your friends couldn't be there for you, but they were there for you when you needed them most. That intervention was the best thing they could have done for you, and it came from love and care. It was a gift, and even if some of them now need a boundary for their own emotional self-care, it doesn't mean they aren't your friends. It doesn't mean that you're not blessed to have had them in your life. It's so amazing that you stopped drinking and are healing and looking inward. And yes, it sucks that people got hurt by your behavior, but you're human. You were just trying to get through. You were just trying to be okay. It wasn't your true self that said what you said that night. It was your wounds talking. We all behave unconsciously from our wounds. We all get triggered. And alcohol makes it really difficult to have any awareness behind our triggers. Forgiving yourself doesn't mean telling yourself that everything you did was okay. Forgiveness is the vision to see why you did what you did because you were hurting. And continuing to punish yourself and keep yourself in a state of pain is the opposite of what will lead to sustainable changes in behavior. Give yourself the love that you couldn't give yourself that night. Give yourself the comfort and compassion and support that you couldn't give yourself before. This is your spiritual journey. This is your awakening. You are doing so well. Don't be tempted to bring yourself down now. Your higher self knows what you need to keep up your spiritual practice, keep doing the meditation, keep doing the things that soothe you in helpful ways. And finally learn that there is nothing wrong with you. 
Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. The following question is from an email. Dear Bunny, recently I've been dealing with lots of overwhelming pain and discomfort due to unknown reasons my doctors are struggling to find answers for. It has gotten me so down in the dumps and worried my loved ones are growing sick and tired of me, not just always being sick and under the weather, but also tired of me always talking about or complaining about the pain. I worry they will get sick of it and no longer want to be part of my life. But what I worry about the most is that I'm losing myself in this unknown illness. I don't feel like myself anymore and it's the worst feelings ever. What do you recommend to get myself in tune with my higher self during this time? Thank you for reading and answering my question. I'm in love with your podcast and all that you do. Much love. I don't think it's an accident that I'm going through a very familiar situation with my health. And I know how difficult it is to be in an unknown place about your body. A lot of worries come up. And on top of that, being in pain is not only uncomfortable, but it triggers an emotional response. Your higher self uses every experience as a teaching to bringing you more in the awareness of your worthiness of love. And so I want to ask you, how has this experience showed you a wall where you're not able to be self-compassionate? Your loved ones love you for being you, and that includes all of your struggles and all of your needs. There are times in everyone's life where we have to lean on people more than we're used to, and it forces us to see that not only are we worthy of love when we are pleasant to be around, but we are especially worthy of love when we're in pain and we are suffering. This is a time for you to be extra tender to yourself. Your illness and pain are not your fault. There is no blame here. Our bodies are doing the best to hold our spirits. And yes, sometimes things aren't working in harmony and need to be tended to. This is what it means to be human. Being sick or needing healing is your body trying to mend itself. The pain is a message. It's actually your body telling your spirit, hey, this needs attention. It's all love. You are being loved from within and without. This is a lesson in how you can allow yourself to receive that love. You're not losing yourself. You're gaining a new perspective on how to let yourself receive the care you deserve. Being vulnerable in new ways isn't easy. We want to feel strong and in control. But depending on others is acknowledging that we are part of a whole. Our spirits, our higher selves are all connected. 
That's why when someone suffers on one side of the world, we can feel it on the other side of the world. We can feel their pain. We are one consciousness extended out like leaves on a big tree. When we get lost in our ego selves, we lose the perspective of our connectedness like a leaf that can only see from one side out into the vast sky. Our higher selves are the branch that connects us to the whole. That's why leaning on others for support is not only receiving love, but it's giving love. It's trusting love. It's showing that person or persons that you have faith in how much they care for you. That's why there really is no difference between giving and receiving. There's only acknowledging our interdependence. Healing how we treat ourselves has a huge impact on the stress and strain we put on our bodies. When we can surrender to love and let ourselves be held, our bodies can put more energy into doing the healing that it needs to do. Don't add another layer of unnecessary suffering. You don't deserve that. Like you, I'm still not sure of what my health prognosis is, but all we can do is take it one day at a time and treat ourselves with the kindness and compassion and care that will get us through whatever lies ahead. You are so loved. And maybe this bout of illness is showing you something that for a long time, you unconsciously resisted allowing yourself to believe. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I really appreciate you and this podcast and the community have been very helpful to me. So a few things, I guess it's not really a question, but any perspective you can give on my situation would be great. First, I'm really struggling with depression, and I feel like it's something I sweep under the rug a lot. But my therapist recently started talking to me about antidepressants, and she thinks I have severe depression because it's been pretty consistent for months. So I guess that was a wake-up call. Also, I'm currently in a relationship of about a year, and we're going through a tough time, and I'm not sure what to do. I really believe we have a solid foundation, and there are many times when we fully support one another, love one another, and communicate well. But there are also some wounds on both sides where we've hurt each other, that feel like they may never really be fixed and are resurfacing more. My partner recently told me he feels like he doesn't have a good balance in his life, and this is really a concern I already care about. But I believe I've also made it worse. We were supposed to talk about it more soon, but last night I got very afraid, insecure, and unintentionally pressured him into starting to talk over the phone when he wasn't ready. I didn't mean to do it, and I didn't mean to hurt him, but I did, and I crossed the boundary, and I made him feel unsafe and uncomfortable. I feel a lot of shame and guilt about this, and also a lot of fear that he's going to leave me. This has happened a few other times as well, and I guess I feel like I've suppressed it and not improved yet because it's so hard for me to face. But right now, I feel like I can face my shortcomings and do better. I know a lot of that improvement will also need to come from me giving more attention to coping with my depression because it's really when I'm in a depressive mindset that I've hurt him. I'm trying to find comfort in the healthy and happy foundation we have and in my confidence that I can be a better partner and in knowing I can grow and work on that alongside him. I just feel like maybe my ego is taking over and I can't stop feeling fearful that maybe it's already too late and I'm going to lose him because I just feel like a terrible partner. So yeah, I'm sorry this is so long, but really any guidance or perspective you have would be wonderful. I'm just having such a tough time lately. So much love. I think it's so great that you're working with your therapist. I really want you to know that your bouts of depression are not your fault. It's not some failure or lack of being a good person. 
I know you feel really worried right now about your relationship, but what I think is happening is that you're actually building your awareness and beginning to see your patterns of behavior that you couldn't see before. And that is a good thing. You said you were worried your ego was taking over. Well, being able to say that means your ego hasn't taken over. It means you have awareness of when you're behaving from a place of fear and unworthiness, i.e. your ego, and a place of love and compassion, i.e. your higher self. We all, no matter who we are, are learning how to manage our mental health, and we all need a different tool set to help us. Sometimes the healing can actually feel more difficult than the sickness because things are coming to the surface that are really hard to face. But you are doing an amazing job. No one is perfect. No one is a perfect partner. And we mess up a lot before we get it right. You are learning how to be there for your boyfriend in a way that makes him feel safe. Relationships are a journey. Sometimes the road is smooth. Sometimes it's full of bumps and potholes. Your boyfriend is also learning how to take care of himself. He's on his own journey and the situation he is in is not your fault. Both of you are trying to do better and that's awesome. I don't want you to feel discouraged. Your higher self is always there with you, guiding you to the light of love. Your healing and self-care will actually help you be a better supportive partner So focus on that. Focus on your needs. Focus on doing what you need to do to take care of yourself and to be kind to yourself and to have intimate time with yourself and to be tender. It's one day at a time. Keep working with your therapist. And remember, you're not alone in this. We're all on the same journey. Even though it looks different for all of us, we're all doing it together. It takes courage to look within and build your own self-awareness. And you have every reason to be proud of yourself. Hi, Bunny. I wanted to start out by saying thank you for the amazing community you've created. And thank you for everyone who sends in their questions and is so vulnerable. It has really helped me feel less alone during this pandemic. Um, So my question actually has to do with a kind of distant friends upcoming wedding. So the situation basically is like several years ago, we were all pretty close. um, And basically the way the friend group was organized was, it's a weird way to say it, but whatever. Like there are a bunch of guys who were all close friends and then like their girlfriends. And then I broke up with my boyfriend um, And have had to do a lot of healing from that relationship, which was pretty, in hindsight, like toxic and emotionally abusive. And as a result of that, I distanced myself a lot from that friend group as well because it just felt too painful and weird to kind of be in constant contact with them, knowing that my ex and I were both kind of like trying to hang on to it. So I just let go. Um, But anyways, one of those friends is having a wedding coming up. And she is the one who's probably made the most of an effort to like maintain a friendship with me, which I really appreciate. Um, but she basically reached out and asked if I would be comfortable coming to her wedding without a plus one, which I honestly, like, even as I texted her about it, started like shaking with like anxiety about. So like the truth that my body is trying to tell me is no, I'm pretty afraid to go back and like be in that situation around my ex and around those friends alone. That just feels like pretty overwhelming. 
And there's also some feelings of hurt I have against like that whole friend group of like choosing to remain friends with someone who's very cruel to me. Um, And granted, they probably don't know the full extent because I kind of didn't talk to them about everything. Um, But yeah, it just feels pretty hard, especially knowing like now in hindsight, like this person had this history of very volatile and emotionally abusive relationships. Um, Yeah, so basically, I guess what I'm asking for is advice on how to respond to her because she basically asked me like, are you still comfortable coming without a plus one? And the answer is no. But the answer also still might be no, even if I had a plus one. So I don't really want to put her in this awkward position of like demanding a plus one and then still maybe not even going. Um, so yeah, um, I guess I would like to know from a higher self perspective, like what is the right way to handle this? Because like, I think that my friend is trying to show she values the friendship by like, reaching out to me and asking, but it was also asked in such a way of like, you're okay with not having a plus one, right? So it's kind of hard to be like, actually, no, because I don't really feel like that's even my place when it comes to like her wedding. So yeah, I guess any perspective you have on this would be great. Thanks so much. Yes, I think it was really good of you to trust your physical response, that shaking of your hand, that you would not feel comfortable going alone. And since you're not sure if you even want to go with a plus one, as someone who has planned their own wedding, I know that no one wants a person to come to their wedding who doesn't 100% want to be there. And it's totally okay that you're not 100% into going. So if I were you, I would be honest and say that you really appreciate her reaching out and asking if you'd be comfortable, but you don't think you'll be able to attend. Tell her how happy you are for her and know that she's going to have a beautiful wedding and wish her the best and that you'd love to meet up for coffee sometime to hear all about her day. Or if you decide you actually do want to go if you had a plus one, You can also be honest by saying, yes, you wouldn't be comfortable without a plus one because you're trying to keep some healthy boundaries around your ex and would need a friend there, but totally understand if she isn't able to do that and appreciate her being so thoughtful. There is no reason why we should be ashamed or have to hide needing boundaries. And weddings are always a bit socially awkward. You know, it's like having a party with your past. It's like the gathering of exes. I mean, even my own wedding, I had an amazing time, but it was also like not easy socially. And I was kind of walking around like the whole time. So yeah, weddings aren't always an easy place to be. And everyone is triggered just by like the subject of marriage. So don't judge yourself for maybe not being up for this one. If someone was emotionally abusive to you, I don't think it's really a good idea to socialize with them no matter how much healing you've done. Because those wounds are still there. And how does it serve your healing journey to be in a situation where you have to go into fight or flight mode, where your heart starts to pound, where your hand starts to shake, when you're supposed to be enjoying yourself at a party. So if it doesn't sound fun, I take a pass. Your higher self is the inner piece of love inside you, and it's accessible at any moment, no matter where you are. 
but it's a lot easier to access when you don't put yourself in situations you know will cause you grief. I think it's really admirable that you're so in touch with your boundaries and intuition and don't feel like you have to do things to prove your strength. Your strength comes from the self-compassion and kindness you're willing to show yourself. That's what real strength is. And that's a testament to how much you're giving yourself the emotional support that you couldn't get in that past relationship. Well, that sums it up for this week. I hope you really enjoyed it. Thank you to everyone for being here. It's so nice to be here with you. It's so nice to be sharing, to be talking, to be together as a community. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, subscribe to the Patreon at, at patreon.com forward slash self. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, tell your friends. You know, the podcast community has really been growing lately and we are getting such a great, great response and we want to keep being able to do the episodes every single week. So the more of an audience we have, the more sustainable the podcast is so make sure you're sharing and spreading the word all right thank you so much be so so kind and gentle to yourself this week you know a lot of times people feel like if they're too kind to themselves they're going to end up like making a mistake or or doing the wrong thing because they're like too soft on yourself but actually being kind to yourself allows you to have the vision to see what is the choice that's actually going to be best for me and it actually helps you to do things that will help you grow. You know, you need kindness in order to grow. It's like the water that grows the plant. You need to be watered. You need to be watered with love to keep growing. That's how you do it. All right. So water yourself with love this week. I love you. And so does your higher self. Have a good one. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. <laughs>